Okay, so Netflix should be posting earnings literally any minute now. This is completely live. Uh, let's go ahead and see if they have it on CNBC here. We'll show you that. And I said our expert, Julia Borson, is going through this. We're going to have all the analysis on the other side. And you can see it looks to be an initial move higher in the OT. But what, uh, what do so you 7%, want to hear? 7%, 9%. Uh, we definitely want to hear uh, all right, the stock more than a million moving. subs this, this uh, quarter. This. We want to see 4 million subs for the fourth quarter. It's got to be good. Most importantly, we if want some clarity on the ad tier. They've priced it below Disney Plus's lower um, ad tier. And so what we're looking for is, are we going to get around uh, a lot. some extra? 10%. Some anticipated estimates around what that ad tier is potentially going to cannibalize. Um, if we look at where the valuation is, though, Scott, we think that it's it's I don't see a post an area yet. that really is coincident uh, with five percent revenue growth, which is what we're looking for on a long-term basis. Yeah, you see the stock uh, really popping higher, Julia. Do I have this number right? Did they do 2.4 million subs in the third quarter? Yeah, so that was the key thing here. Netflix beating on the top and bottom line. But before I get to the earnings and revenue numbers, we need to look at the paid net additions. The company adding 2.4 million streaming paid net additions. That's versus expectations of the addition of about 1 million. They had been guiding to 1 million. The guidance also better than anticipated. Netflix guiding to the addition of 4.5 million um, paid subscribers in the fourth quarter. Analysts have been looking for around 4 million, so better than expected as well. And the company beating estimates on the top and bottom line with earnings of $3.10 versus the $2.13 estimated and revenues of $7.93 billion, a hair ahead of the $7.84 billion estimated. We see the stock is up about 8% on that news. So really want to dig in here to this report and figure out what those factors are that are causing a rebound. Okay, so Netflix doubled the amount of projected subscribers, it looks like. Um, let's go ahead and look at the article here. They finally have it posted. Um, like she says, the the earnings per share came in as a beat. And to me, this is actually something I do pay attention to. $3.10 to $2.13. Revenue was a little bit of a beat. The most important metric, again, the one that would have crushed this stock, is if Netflix came in and lost subscribers. It would have just been a, a total fail. I, I think it would have been a 20% drop. Expected global paid subscribers, an additional 1.09 million subscribers, according to the street account. But it says here they gained 2.41 million subscribers. So they crushed their subscriber estimate. Thank you, Netflix, for finally doing what I've been saying to do. Set expectations low and crush it. Now, instead of hearing all the analysis from CNBC, I want to jump into the actual earnings report. This is the one reported just today. October 18th, released just a few minutes ago. Fellow shareholders, revenue, operating income, and membership slightly exceeded our forecast in Q3 of 2022. We had big hits across TV and film in Q3, launching some of our most watched series and films of all time, including Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. That one looked really disturbing. I actually didn't watch that one because the subject matter is just really disturbing stuff. Stranger Things Season 4, I watched that one. I thought it was phenomenal. Extraordinary Attorney Wu, The Gray Man, and Purple Hearts. The lower price ad supported plan launches in 12 countries in November, which I think is absolutely incredible. They're getting this out this fast. I think that's uh, incredible they're able to do that. Just six months after our initial announcement, our existing plans remain ad free. Netflix has higher engagement than any other streamer with room for growth. In the UK, Netflix accounts for 8.2% of video viewing, 2.3 times Amazon, and 2.7 times Disney, Disney+. Plus. In the US, Netflix accounts for 7.6% of TV time, 
2.6 times Amazon and 1.4 times Disney and Hulu and Hulu Live. So all of those combined, it's 1.4 times. Our competitors are investing heavily to drive subscribers and engagement, but building a large successful streaming business is hard. We estimate they are all losing money. With a combined 2022 operating losses of well above 10 billion versus Netflix 5 to 6 billion annual operating profit. This is something that Netflix bears don't really look at that often. These other companies that are growing their streaming businesses are doing it by cannibalizing a pre-existing business. So if you look at Disney, it's true they're growing Disney Plus, and I think that's great. It's true they're growing Hulu, but they are shedding a cable TV business. It's losing subscribers every day. That's why Disney's EBITDA remains... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's flat, even though they're seeing growth in another part of their business. Meanwhile, the Disney Plus business is losing money. They're hoping it will be even, break even in 2025. Netflix is already there, operating profits of five to six billion dollars, while the rest of the industry is losing money. So another thing I really like about it, Netflix's growth doesn't come at the expense of any part of their business. After a challenging first half, we believe we're on a path for reaccelerated growth. The key is pleasing members. It's why we've always focused on winning the competition, reviewing every day. When our series and movies excite our members, they tell their friends, and then more people watch. Join and stay with us. So we have some numbers here, and there's some of these that are more important than others. Let me go ahead and highlight some of them here. Uh, the first thing I notice is right here, if I'm reading this correctly... They're global streaming paid members, right? We have 213, 221.6. This is them losing subscribers from one quarter to the next. Not good news. And then they lost even more. Really bad news. The exit from Russia, the, the big COVID boom wearing off. Then they, they have this quarter right here. This is a current quarter where they just gained 2.4, uh, 2.41. 2 They're projecting a gain of 4.5 million subscribers from this quarter to next quarter. That seems very aggressive. Four million subscriber gain from one quarter to the next. Uh, I, I like to see that they're confident that growth is, is remaining, but this sets up the same problem. I wish that Netflix would, again, kind of give conservative estimates and beat them like they did this last quarter, double them. Maybe they are. Maybe they're really going to get eight million subscribers, but projecting 4.5 million is a lot, especially when growth has slowed down. Um, if this is true, Netflix is now a growth company again. If they're growing four and a half million subscribers in one quarter, even though it's a seasonal thing, if they're growing again, millions of subscribers every quarter, they are a growth company again. They're moving out of that X growth purgatory that they've been in. Let's go ahead and move on. Um, this is the Q3 results highlights. They do this in every single shareholder letter. Um, our 6% year-over-year revenue growth in Q3 was driven by a 5% increase in the average paid members and a 1% uh, rise in ARM, average revenue per member. Excluding the impact of foreign exchange, revenue and ARM grew 13% and 8% year-over-year, respectively. The sequential decline in revenue was entirely due to FX. So 100% of it due to foreign, due to foreign exchange, 
Netflix is a global company. When the currency they're getting outside of the U.S. is worth less, that hurts their that hurts their bottom line. So the FX exchange factors that in. We underforecasted paid net additions, which totaled 2.4 million, or we yeah we underforecasted them. That's a, a good thing in my opinion, which totaled 2.4 million versus our 1 million forecast, and compared to 4.4 million a year ago this quarter. In Asia Pacific, uh, Asia Pacific, revenue grew 19%, excluding FX, as an average paid members rose 23% year over year. This is, I think, the place they're getting the most growth right now, Asia Pacific. Excluding FX partially driven by lower arm in India, somewhat offset by higher arm in Australia and Korea. We added 1.4 million paid members in the region. Then they have EMEA, which is Europe, Middle East, uh, and Africa. The revenue grew 13% and 7% respectively. Paid net additions totaled 0.6 million versus 1.8 million in the year ago quarter. So they're growing at a, f- a, f- a slower rate than they did last year, but they're still growing nonetheless. And keep in mind, last year, things were a little bit wonky. A lot of companies did really well because of the whole supply and demand shifts that happened. In Latin America, revenue increased 19% year over year, supported by average revenue per member growth of 16% versus the year ago quarter excluding FX. We added 0.3 million paid memberships in line with our membership growth in Q3 2021. They're growing slower than I'd like to see in Latin America. 0.3 members per per quarter is not a lot, uh, but they're still growing there nonetheless. And then the United States and Canada, our most penetrated market, the average revenue per member and revenue grew by 12% and 11% respectively, excluding FX. Paid net ads totaled 0.1 million. So they basically kept the same amount of members, grew 100,000, barely any change. But keep in mind, they are saturated in the U.S. That's why they're saying, hey, guys, we know that you've been sharing your your parents' account for the past 10 years. Um, It's time to start paying a little bit. You can get off your parents' account and start paying. It's upsetting a lot of people, but that's the truth. They're they're saying we've maxed out our our market here. We're going to start charging for individuals. Um, That's another little growth path. Q4 forecast. As a reminder, the quarterly guidance we provide is our actual internal forecast as the time we report. The appreciation of the U.S. dollar remains a significant headwind for us and other U.S.-based multinationals in general. For Q4 2022, we're expecting revenue of $7.8 billion, with a sequential decline entirely due to the continued strength of the U.S. dollar versus other currencies. So they're saying it's going to be a sequential decline but it's entirely to blame for FX issues, not because our business is actually taking in less, lesser amounts of revenue. On a constant currency basis, this equates to 9% year-over-year revenue growth. So they're still growing in top-line revenue. Our revenue growth forecast is driven by our expectation for 4.5 million paid net ads versus 8.3 million in Q4 of 2021, and ARM growth of 6% year-over-year, excluding FX. I like what I see here. I have to be honest. As a Netflix shareholder, I'm always worried about how the stock's going to do, but not really the stock as much as the actual business. Now, we have on Qualtrum, this is a website that I use uh, for Patreon members. You get access to it. It's included as part of the Patreon, along with hundreds of exclusive episodes and a Discord community with thousands of members. If you haven't tried it out, try it out. There's a link in the pin comp below. It has a free trial. But Qualtrum is a website that gives us data visualization. So we can see this data reported right here. Um, on it, it has a note, and this is updated by the minute. 
Netflix shares are trading higher after the company reported better than expected Q3 results and reported global streaming paid net additions of 2.4 million. Global streaming paid members grew 4.5% year over year. So that's a little note to give you an explanation of why the stock is trading up. Now, we also get the data in very quickly. So we already have this latest earnings report into Qualtrim right after the earnings. Let's go ahead and take a look at how these numbers look visualized. Their revenue actually went down sequentially from quarter to quarter. But remember, this is not because they're taking in less money from customers and the reach and the scale of the company is smaller. It's simply because of FX currency problems. Money outside of the U.S. is worth a lot less than money inside of the U.S. So now the revenue they're getting outside of there with the exchange rates is worth a lot less. That's the only reason why. On an FX uh, basis, it grew 9%. So you'll see some bears say, oh, the revenue is declining for the first time ever, ignoring the fact that this isn't a fundamental problem with Netflix. This is just a, a temporary issue with FX. And the same thing is happening with Microsoft or any other international company. My opinion not something that is a fundamental issue for the company. The EBITDA continues to grow at pace. We can see the latest quarter in here, $5.53 billion of EBITDA, the highest ever. And then we have the free cash flow. We have the latest quarter of free cash flow right there, $471 billion. So as of right now, Netflix's free cash flow yield is actually starting to go up. It's instantly starting to go up as the company's generating more free cash flow on a trailing 12-month basis. We have at the beginning of this year, the first quarter, they generated $801 million in free cash flow. Q2, $12 million. So we have $813 million. And then Q3, $471 million. So we have what? uh, $1.3 billion in free cash flow so far. Unless they have a heavily negative free cash flow next quarter, which may be the case, I think they're going to come in for the full year of 2022 around a billion dollars of free cash flow. So this company actually is generating free cash flow right now, something that a lot of these other streamers are not doing. They're not generating consistent free cash flow. Now Netflix is a free cash flow positive company. We can look at the latest net income, $1.3 billion of net income, the earnings per share of 3.10. That be expectation by huge margin by about 30%. Um, We can look at their cash balance here. Their debt went down. So the company's improving their balance sheet, which is something I like to see. I don't like companies that are heavily levered and in debt, but you can see the trend here. Quarter after quarter, if I zoom in on this, quarter after quarter, their debt is going down. Remember the popular bear term that investors used called debt flicks? They they used to say it was just an indebted company. It's never going to be able to repay it. That bear case is crushed. The debt goes down every single quarter the cash balance goes up. Now their debt is $13.8 billion. Last quarter, it was $14.2. Last quarter, the cash was $5.8 billion. Now it's $6.1. Debt's going down, cash is going up. We can move on and look at some other things here. Um, it looks like the company is still doing share issuance. So they're not buying back shares aggressively right now, which is something that I wish they would do to some extent. Maybe they're investing in these other endeavors, but my, my thesis here, I really don't think that Netflix is going to be a dilutive company. They're barely issuing more shares as it is. They're up 0.47 year over year. So this is barely a dilutive company. And if anything, they're going to have the free cash flow to start doing share buybacks. So I don't consider this a long-term problem. So overall, looking at the fundamentals here, I really like the direction everything's going. 
generating growing EBITDA. The revenue is only down because of FX. The free cash flow looks better than expected. Growing net income, growing, growing EPS, the cash balance and the debt profile is getting better. The balance sheet's improving for the company. I think everything looks great. I really like this earnings report. And obviously doubling the amount of expected subscribers is a very welcome surprise. Looking at the stock move today of 15.6%, who knows if this will hold, but in my opinion, I, I, think it's, I think it's fine. I, I don't get too excited about this. This stock is highly volatile. Again, I'm looking 10 years in the future. And right now, my initial reaction I think things are back on track for Netflix. So I hope you enjoyed this live reaction. I'll have more in-depth analysis later on as I'm able to dive in to the actual earnings call and listen to the questions and read more about the earnings report. I'll get into the nitty gritty details, but this is just a quick reaction. Hope you enjoyed. See you in the next one.